Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame show, I guess. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. The Hawks lose 8-1 to one in Dallas. We are powered by ComEd. Yeah. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. If you're with us, Jesus, thank you very much. <laughs> on New Year's Eve after an 8-1 to one loss. I think it was you, Greg, that commented. The only people watching this game are the people who got paid for it. It should have been, yeah. I mean, man, if you're uh, – you watch this game all the way through and uh, – Bunch of sickos. Yeah, you, uh, you're dedicated, that's for sure. Um, and uh, thanks to all the dedicated <laughs> folks in the chat right now. We love you guys. And uh, we got paid to watch this game. What's your excuse? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we super chat our <laughs> listeners? Does it work that way? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we probably could, but no. No. Yeah. All right, I wouldn't do it anyway. Steven, that's Steven's <laughs> department. Anyway, right. we appreciate you being with us. That's our uh, super chat. Yeah, we're going to get through this one together. Um, that was uh, – that sucked. I mean, pretty much top to bottom. It was uh, It was not good. There's, there's no use in recapping the scoring. Just Mason Marchman had a hat trick, so – Two games, two hat tricks for the Stars. It was Rupe Hintz the first game and uh, and Mason Marchman today. He had four points plus three in this one. Uh, Morazic wasn't very good. Soderblom came in a relief, wasn't very good. Nobody was very good. It was just an all-around pretty piss-poor effort. And if you were watching the TV broadcast, you could hear the annoyance and frustration in Troy Murray's voice. And I think he was kind of a speaking for all of us during this game. Yeah, I mean it's frustrating. You're uh, you're away from your families on on New Year's Eve, and you know you got to watch team phone it in. Um, you know it seems like we've had this discussion a few times this year, where it's like, okay, cool, like nobody really turned on the uh, GAF meter very high tonight. Uh, there were a few guys. I mean, Kershev was playing hard at the end. Uh, Beauvillier was was putting out an effort. Cole Gutman was noticeable, but I mean, at that point, it didn't matter. Um, you know, f- Friday night, the Stars' top guns beat the Blackhawks. You know, your Rupe Hints and Pavelski and Jamie Ben and Jason Robertson; those were the stars f- for Dallas. No pun intended. And tonight, it was their depth that just kicked the shit out of the Blackhawks up and down the ice all night long. Blackhawks had no answer. The Stars were just like, hey, you know what? We let you guys hang around uh, the other night, and it almost cost us a point. We're not doing that tonight. Uh, we're the Stars. We're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. You're the Blackhawks. You're one of the worst teams in the league. And uh, you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, that's that's a superior team with superior depth. Uh, as you like to reference often, Greg, the scene in Spaceballs, where he's just got his hand on his helmet and he's just swinging at him helplessly. That's exactly what the Stars were doing to the Hawks. And look, we we saw this from, you know, 2009 till 2016. The Hawks were doing this to other teams in the league because why? Because they were they were deeper, they were faster, they were better than every team they played against and their depth gave them the advantage and the Hawks have half a line 
that you trust to do much of anything these days. And look, even like this is two games in a row where Bedard has not been very good. And I think part of that is you are up against a Stanley Cup contender and a good team that is focusing on checking him. And I, I would love to know what Ryan Suter said to him when Bedard was trying to skate around Suter and Suter kind of just put one arm out and Bedard went down. You could see they exchanged words. And I'm, I'm wondering if uh, rumored Pudwack Ryan Suter was being a dick or if he was just saying something like, hey, man, <laughs> tough, tough lesson here tonight. Uh, I'm 39. I was playing before you were born probably. And uh, that ain't going to work here. And and these, these are the things that Bedard's going to learn as the season goes on. Because they, they, he had he didn't have much tonight because what could he do? He was completely smothered every time he was on the ice. Well, I wasn't super concerned with his offensive game. He still got off that one shot that somehow Wedgwood got a piece of and it hit the post and stayed out. It was, I think it was only one nothing at that time. So who knows what happens if that goes in. He had another shot that he somehow got off through traffic that went above net. The, the, the things that concerned me were the second and third goals. He stood out and not for the right reasons. You know, that second goal, uh, Jay, you text us that, oh, Patrick Kane's piano showed up in Dallas as he slowly glided back to the defensive zone. And his guy, who he would have been picking up, the old man himself, Ryan Suter, rumored Budwack, gets all day to get off a shot uh, that I think clicked off of Kurashev maybe, um, but didn't matter at that point. And then the, the third goal was him turning it over in the neutral zone because he's trying to skate through guys that we've seen so many times this year. So teaching moments, as coaches like to say. Uh, not a great game from, from Connor Bedard, but uh, you can go up and down the lineup and, and say the same thing for pretty much everybody out there. So uh, pull out a few video clips and, and then burn the tape. Yeah. And a good point from Windy City Hockey. He says this is the fifth time yeah. this season the Hawks have given out more than five goals. That's 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 all. It's seven goals. That's terrible. Yeah, it uh, definitely not not great. And um, you know, we we've given Soderblom a hard time, but this is the third. Second game where Morazic has, has eaten one. Uh, the Columbus game was not great, but then now we know, you know, that that was a team that that night probably didn't have their heads in the right place because that was, you know, the the beginning of the um, the beginning of the whole Corey Perry saga. And then uh, tonight, I mean, you can't really get two men at Mrazek. There were a couple that he probably should have, but I mean, he was just under fire all night. And and by the time he was, you know, trying to to, to keep things going, it was too late. Yeah, it, it's I, I'm not blaming him on this one. I mean, look, he, he there have been so many games where he has been the guy that kept them competitive, kept them in a the game, gave them a chance to win. None of the goals I saw tonight, I'm like, oh, Mrazek, what are you doing? They were just goals, and a team that was getting a quality chance after quality chance after quality chance, you can't expect your goalie to keep you in a game that was as one-sided as this. And look, like, zooming out, of course, cup contender versus rebuilding team, team that will probably finish with the worst record in the league. All that said, it's all true, right? Fine. But like Windy City Hockey said, this the absolute embarrassments – are happening way too often. It's still the NHL. These are still NHL players on the Hawks roster. Yeah, they're not as stacked as Dallas or Colorado or whatever contender you want to point to, but this is not a team that should be getting waxed like this frequently. And what concerns me is, like, we had felt over the last few games, like, okay, you know, they're still getting outplayed, but they're, they're picking up some points. You know, they, they forced an overtime uh, game in the last game in Dallas, and you're seeing some fight. You're seeing some compete. And then you follow that up. A game that you should have felt, hey, we came back down. We were down 4-2. to two, We tie it. We get to overtime. We lose with nine seconds left. Hey, man, we battled. Let's build off that. And then you come in, you know, 48 hours later and just shit the bed. Like, that was, that's what frustrates me. It's not the fact that they're losing. It's not the fact that 
you know, well, you know, it's another night. They just got beat. It's it's the fact that these blowouts are happening as often as they're happening, and the responses are just have not been there. And that's that's what's frustrating. That's what that if I'm concerned about anything, that's the concern. Yeah, well, I mean, I might wear this one for saying, hey, maybe this team has turned a corner. Nope, they didn't. Uh, they're <laughs> right back to. But this has been a, a ridiculously inconsistent team all season, and that's who they are. That is who this team is. So maybe we should expect one of these every six or seven games because it seems to be the norm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you hate to. Hey, guys, I'm back. Um, you You hate to have that inconsistency and honestly consistency in the in the wrong departments where you know we've heard Nick Foligno talk about it a few times um not having the the bad habits stick around and i feel like this team is prone to sinking into the bad habits and i think that that's you know there's some young guys on this team that are still figuring out the NHL uh, but there's some veterans on this team that should know the NHL and should know what it takes night in and night out to not only just not just like not have a have a game where you lose eight to one, but to just have 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 some normalcy, have some consistency. You know what it what it takes to you know go to the rink every day and bring your you know bring your big boy pants and play hockey and do the right thing like there's enough guys on this team that have well over two three full seasons of nhl experience that you shouldn't you shouldn't at this point still be figuring out the league like you sh- you should have it figured out and you should know what it means to be to be able you should know what it looks like to play consistently and you know it's super frustrating because you have the young guys and you want them to shine but you know the it, it was 8-1 tonight, and the best moment of the game was the tic-tac-toe power play goal, but it was it made the game 5-1. Like, right. who cares, yeah. you know? So it's just like the, the, the highlight that you want to take from the game with, you know, a guy like Gutman who's, you know, trying to become an NHL regular, a, young, a younger guy. Philip Kurishev, a younger guy who's, you know, figuring out the league this year. Connor Bedard, obviously the most important player on this team right now to have them connect for that for that goal and that highlight play that's wonderful but it made it 5-1 in an 8-1 game who cares like that that's really hard to have those consistent like moments be basically like washed out like yeah okay but you got you know you got canned tonight like it 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 makes it hard to kind of like take separate the good from the bad when there's so much bad so consistently so I don't know. I don't. I. It's like you said, Greg. Like you, you kind of thought that they were turning a corner, but maybe it's just this is. We've seen enough of it this season. So many instances where it's like this is just this team. They're gonna have five, six, seven bad games, then one, maybe two that they string together that are like, oh, not bad. You know, maybe they don't win, but hey, at least they looked. You know, they look good losing, and then they go back into their their form. So it's. Really disappointing, especially especially the way last season went. Couple comments in the chat here. Uh, Lord Hosa says it's just my hot take, so it probably isn't widely accepted. But I've been saying these sudden game collapses fall on the coaching staff. The motivation has to be there. And then Dom follows up and says, "At what point do you kind of start have to start looking at Luke sideways?" I, I, I it's so hard to judge this team. This roster is so poor. It's yeah. so poor. And like, if if this was happening with. Hall and Athanasiu and Seth Jones and Corey Perry still here and all that sort of stuff. Like maybe you could start to say, eh, maybe last year yeah. was an anomaly and this and this coaching staff doesn't know what they're doing. But we gotta look like this is an all time bad roster. Like yeah. <laughs> this is we have the file from last year. It it should be for this year because this is just yeah. We could start a second half of the year file. So, I mean, the lineup in this game is like. Of the people that played today, how many of them are going to be full-time NHLers in even like three years? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just right. not. It's just not an NHL team. But I, I do want to say, Mario, your point about the goal um, is interesting because it was a sweet goal, and it was something that w- yeah. should be and will be on highlight tapes. 
but it just falls through the cracks. And I went to natural statric, like just expecting to see an absolute bloodbath on the metrics. And it's actually not as bad as you'd think. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Blackhawks were over the 50% threshold in possession. Cowan Blackwell, 73.9% in Corsi for 17 <laughs> shot attempts for six against with him on the ice. Alex Vlasic, 21 shot attempts for 12 against with him on the ice. Beauvillier, 17 attempts for 10 against with him on the ice. That's yeah. like nearly 63%. A lot of Hawks had decent games in this. And when you look at, at Jason Dickinson's line, <laughs> he finished even in an eight one loss. Like that's, that's saying something like, you know what I mean? So there was some good stuff, but when the score is eight to one, it feels like wasted breath to even talk about it because yeah, but it was eight to one. So I don't know. It's, it's just such a weird game to try to find silver linings in. But I think when you have, when you're in a rebuild and your roster is what it is, that's kind of what we're stuck having to do. Right. Is like try to find, mm-hmm little positive takeaways and, and that's what's getting back to Luke is that's what he has to do now is he's got to get on that plane on the way home and be like okay uh obviously I'm gonna have my speech about competing again and maybe it'll be another mm-hmm. players only meeting again but what are the positives I can take away from this coach because that's what this generation of player responds to they respond to positivity they respond to positive reinforcement and Fortunately, it appears there will be at least a little bit of that to take away in this loss. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the, the Dickinson line is you can say, hey, that's what all of you should have done tonight to play like that. Um, but uh, not a great quote here from uh, Nick Foligno uh, after the game. This is from uh, Mark Lazarus of The Athletic. Nick Foligno had a lot to say after that one, said the Blackhawks are teetering on the line between immaturity and ignorance when it comes to their readiness to play. That is not a good quote. Here's what I'll say. Right there. I really I hmm. like Nick Foligno. I, I like him a lot. I hope he's on his show often. It's too often that the veterans on this team are, are saying we're too that it's young and it's immaturity. Because guess what? A lot of the veterans aren't showing up either. It's not mm-hmm. just the kids. It's not just like, well, Connor Bedard or Lucas Reichel made a bad play. I didn't see much from Nick Foligno tonight either. Let's be honest. Like, th- there wasn't a lot. You know, he he was on the ice for 1702. He was a minus two. He had three shots on goal. Okay. Right? Like, yeah. th- the veterans on this team, Jared Snorty, minus three. It's just the, the it, you can't constantly just blame it on the kids all the time in the immaturity. And the other thing is, too, if you were brought in here to lead this team and be coachy coacherson off the ice, you know, and in the locker room and you wear that letter on your sweater, some of it's got to fall on you a little bit too, if this keeps happening and I'm not blaming yeah. him or any of the veterans, but to just say this is immaturity or this is a young team doing young things. It's not just that it's not just kid mistakes. That's not the case. Well, I, th- I think he's throwing that in there saying that there's ignorance in how they what what was the full quote again greg do you still have it up they're teetering on the line between immaturity and ignorance when it comes to readiness to play well that's two bad things so you're teetering on the line between two bad things but yeah i i think he's i think he's throwing that in there of saying like ignorance of being ready to play um the immaturity that covers the young guys ignorance that's the veterans that's kind of what i what i was saying where there's enough guys on this team that have played enough nhl games that being able to start on time or sh- you know showing up for a game and putting in an NHL quality effort and execution shouldn't be the pro- shouldn't be a problem that should be the baseline um and and I'll give Felino the benefit of doubt that he's not going to say anything that he's not also saying about himself but I, I mean yeah I mean it's it it is a complete locker room uh problem it's not two one or two or three guys that you point the finger at and say that's why we lost tonight that's why we're constantly being dragged down it's everybody no one no one in, in is given a a free pass and like we said before Connor Bedard not a wonderful game like he's he's got to learn the NHL for as talented as he is as gifted as he is as good as he 
will likely be throughout the, the entirety of his career, he's he's gonna have some bad games, and he needs to you know learn from it. Right, so, and a, it, so it's 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 not just you know a few bad apples. It's it's a whole roster that's not pulling their weight. Right, here's a longer quote from Felino. This is from Mark Lazarus. Uh, there has to be some sense of there has to be a sense of urgency and a respect factor in the league. Just becoming professionals. That's the fight we're going to have. We understand where we're at and where we're trying to get to, but we need commitment at that part of it, where every day you're preparing your your consistency and how you prepare your ability to understand the team you're playing, what you need to do to get yourself ready. That's not on coaches. They've done a hell of a job giving us a game plan and what we need to do and the time off that we need to rest and recover. He's like, I'm sorry, the quote is a little disjointed because he's just kind of speaking off the top of his head. Continuing, that's on us, and that's the thing that drives me nuts as one of the older guys in the room. We need to figure that out soon. That, to me, is maturity or ignorance. It borderlines a little bit. I don't want it to bleed into ignorance. Oh, we're young or this. That's excuses to me. And that's not a team we're going to be built on. We owe it to ourselves and to our fans to be a better version. And every game we have to strive for that. Okay. That, that a little more clarity there, obviously, mm-hmm. but it, again, it does fall into, uh, it does fall into the youngness again, but I think he's kind of, he is directly kind of pushing against saying we can't just fall into that excuse night after night, which is true. Also, a little bit of news here. Uh, Luke Richardson did not have any details on Tyler Johnson's injury, but says he'll be out for some time. And when uh. Luke says sometimes, that usually means a long-term injury. Uh, and it, it is said here that it's yeah. a new injury as well. So, yikes. Wonderful. Another, uh, another one of your veteran leader guys who are uh, now going to miss some time. And, you know, you got to feel bad for Tyler Johnson, who his entire Blackhawks run has just been – riddled with injuries and he yeah. seemed that he was finally playing healthy and being effective he's had, he had two goals last night he's had two two goal games this season and you know hurt again that sucks so uh see who gets called up from rockford tomorrow nope. david gust yeah come on down boris kachuk he's back in the lineup yeah he'll get a line he'll get a lineup spot oh boy yeah, I mean, so, so to what Felino is saying in in the extended quote, the director's cut. Um, one thing I'll I'll throw in there to the idea of of coaching and Richardson and everything. I, the expect judging him on the expectations. Um, judge him when there are some. Right. There's no expectations other than to be a bottom feeder this year. Um, but as far as culture goes, as far as locker room goes, as far as getting the team moving in, in the same direction, they had that last year. And we saw it, the way that they played. It, it, it came through um, in those efforts. So if Felino is saying that the team as a whole is having problems or inconsistencies, coming to the games, being ready to play, being motivated having the right mindset, all that. One thing I'll I'll say with regards to Richardson is is at what point because he has made it clear he wants to be the player the players police themselves. They have their lock you know they have their locker room space, all that. Um and he wants to kind of be be hands off with with stuff like that. At one point does he have to get hands on? Like I, I like I, I think the players like that approach to be like you know, team, players police themselves. Locker room is yours. Like you guys handle your business. If they're not handling their business, he's got to step in and say, "Pick your heads out of your asses." Like, I if if it's the, if that's the message coming from your, you know, without being the captain captain of Nick Felino, if that's the if that's what's what's coming out from the players' perspective. At some point, doesn't have to step in and you know be more than just the stern dad. Like, doesn't he have to come in and start maybe you know picking up the intensity, change changing that kind of hey, this isn't gonna fly here kind of kind of thing. Like, un- unless that's already happening and it's in one year out the other of the players, then that's a whole nother issue. Uh, if that's the issue, then then you got to look into it. But I mean, the fact that Nick Felino went out of his way 
Uh, I think, again, we'd have to hear the whole thing. I don't want to speculate too much, but I don't think the question was about the coaches. Uh, he just sort of offered it that it's not on the coaches. The fact that Felino went out of his way to say this isn't on the coaching, I think is meaningful. But I also think at some point the players are going to kind of look up to the on high and be like, is anyone going to come down and say something too? And look, maybe he has, I don't know. Like we don't, we don't get access to those sort of things. We, they kind of keep it vague and because they do that, then we have to kind of just do our best to put together the pieces we know about. Uh, But Lucas said all year, like you said, Mario, like he wants the players to lead and, but at some point now we're 30, what, 35 games into the season. And the players apparently haven't led yet. Because, again, say what you want about wins and losses and points or no points. It's 8-1, 7-1, 6-1, 8-2. Like, this shit is happening too often. And it's it's not only against the Dallas Stars. It happened against Columbus. It happened against Arizona. Like, some of their worst performances are teams that are supposedly on their level. I'm, I'm not trying to make too much of one game. But damn, this this shit has to stop. These losses have to stop. I just don't know if Luke Richardson screaming and yelling is going to give Kevin Korchinski two hundred games of NHL experience. Um, I don't know if Luke Richardson yelling and screaming is going to give uh, you know Isaac Phillips more NHL experience and. And so he doesn't have as many rough nights as he as he has. I don't know if yelling and screaming is going to make Arvid Soderblom make more saves when it's his night to start. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. Sure, it'd be nice to see it. Maybe it's happened. I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's Luke Richardson would come out and tell all of us that. Yeah, I spent the last five minutes screaming at these dudes. But you know, I just don't know if it makes you know Taylor Radish all of a sudden an NHL all-star or Colin Blackwell, an NHL all-star. Like I just, no, I think it's just a bad team and I, you I can yell that. and scream and they're still going to be bad. I, and I, 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 maybe I should have been more clear. I'm not saying he has to go down and flip over tables and throw bio steel at people. He doesn't need to be Mike Keenan, but guess what? Luke Richardson played for 22 effing years and probably has some ideas on how to be prepared for a game. Even when you're overmatched. He played against Mm -hmm. Mario Lemieux and Yarmir Yager and Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky and all these great players that he had to buckle up and prepare for night after night after night throughout his career. He played for some bad teams. And guess what? Think back to the Hawks dynasty when they were kicking everybody's ass. How often were they kicking people's ass 8-1, 7-2? That didn't happen very often. Teams were able to keep it close against them. To me, it's these blowouts that are so concerning. And... To, and like Felino has said over and over again, it's a preparation thing. So maybe a guy who's prepared for more hockey than anybody else in the United Center, Luke Richardson, aside from maybe Ryan Suter, should should go and, and hey, you know what? Let, let me take my coach hat off and put my old player hat on and say, look, there's going to be nights where it's like this, where you're just completely overmatched. Here's how you prepare for a game to prevent that. Here are the things you can do to keep a game within reach and to keep it simple. Because the, what I'm seeing, and I think you guys would agree, is as the games start to get more and more out of hand, they get more and more chaotic. It's like stop stop pouring gasoline on the fire and just simplify things. And we see them practice mm-hmm. all the time. And they practice simple. And they practice well. And they execute well in practice. And they seem to understand what Luke Richardson is telling them. To me, it's a matter of preparedness and handling adversity. And in those two categories, are 0 for 2. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be about... And it's a, it's a very low bar to reach. But get back to how last year looked. Like this, like, like this team can't look like like last year's team like they can't play that way they can't be in game in one goal games they can't you know take it take a team down to the wire like empty net goals last year we were like wow they've had a lot of empty net goals which means they've been in a lot of close games a lot of one goal games empty net they have they have to be nowhere near last year's pace in giving up empty net goals because they're they're most games they're they're getting handled 
you know, without, without having any, any, any case for a, a comeback. So I don't, it's it, the young guys need more experience. Absolutely. But the guys that they're, they're seeing the, uh, the example of being a pro around them, they have to carry their weight as well. Otherwise, again, like I said, we're getting into bad habits and bad habits are hard to unwind after a while. Yeah, I mean, they, this team just flat out doesn't have the offense to stay stay in many games. Because once the other team gets their second or third goal, it's over. They can't score no, three I know. goals on an nightly basis. No, um, I know. I'm not. I'm not saying they need they need to find this reservoir of talent. I need to just they just need to find the give a fuck meter. Yeah, I think last year's team, as bad as it was, is obviously better than this year's team. This yeah. this current version of this year's team with no Seth Jones, uh, you know, I, I just list the injuries. No Taylor Hall, no, sure. no Taylor Radish, no Tyler Johnson. Who's going to be hurt next game? You know, <laughs> um, was it too oh well. to send Bedard to the World Juniors? <laughs> yes. Only uh, if he gets to play for America. He's an American citizen now. We need something to watch. <laughs> sure. Good Lord. No, sure. don't send him away. We need him to be give us something to watch and root for every night. Anyway, yeah. uh, if you want to get some your rooting interest going in another way, like you know maybe placing a wager on a game, do it with our friends at Circuit Sportsbook. They've got tight money line splits and low hold models. Their games strive to be a minus one ten split on the Circuit Sports menu, unlike sportsbooks which may use a minus one fifteen or minus one twenty split. Circuit Sports they keep as little money on hand as possible for those large market bets like futures. And golf tournaments, especially compared to other books, they've got high app limits and they're transparent. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. That doesn't seem fair. We encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available. Compare the lines from each and you'll find that Circa will come out on top most of the time. And there are real people behind the Circus Sports brand. They resolve issues in a timely fashion. Unlike those other sports books that use chat bots, all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So you know you've got great customer service. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties and tailgates. And if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537 or text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. And speaking of winning money, yeah, another, another way you can win some money very easily is with our new friends over at Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of betting against other thousands, uh, thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more there or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. If you hit on six players in one prize pick, you're going to win 25 times your bet. Prize pick is the most fun I've had up to winning 25 times my money this hockey season. All I have to do to win money is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place the entry. That's it. And another fun thing you can do is you don't have to just stick to hockey. You can mix it up. You could pick a Hawks player with a Bears player or a Hawks player with a Bulls player or any other team if you want to bet outside Chicago. It doesn't you don't have to stick just to hockey to win money. Price pick even offers a reboot policy. So say that your uh, entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So if you pick, maybe you pick a guy, maybe you pick Tyler Johnson tonight and he got hurt and didn't come out for the third period. Whoops. Well, prize pick is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So I got to scroll down here. This is a really long read. <laughs> <laughs> so go to prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use CHGO for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use the code 
CHGO Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. Easier than that read. Uh, I got a quote here, a long quote. This is courtesy of Ben Pope. Um, he said, Richardson said he talked to Connor Bedard after the first intermission about his defensive errors early on. His bre- Here's his breakdown of Dallas's second and third goals. This is, again, a quote from Luke Richardson. The second goal, it started in the O zone. We talked about it. We have to be on top of them. And that was Connor going behind the net when he's got to be on top of his D in front of the net who ended up scoring the goal. I think he wants to get it back right away. And he's used to doing that, but I brought him in after the first period and told him, you can't get everything back in one shift. You've just got to get back to playing on top of them and trusting your other players to turn pucks over. You're going to get chances. Like the one he hit the post in the first period, instead of we can't go rogue on our own end and try to beat everybody up the ice. Um, That team is too good for that. Dallas, they just feed off of that. So there you go. There is an example of... Luke Richardson taking a player aside, being specific, and saying, this is what it was, this mm-hmm. is your deal, fix it. That's that's the deal. That, I mean, that, that's what you want to hear. That is exactly what we're talking about, is he took his star player aside individually and said, here are two examples of mistakes you made. Here's how to fix them. Here's why they were mistakes. Don't do it again. Yeah, yeah I mean... Bedard's the 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 most important player on this team. He's the most skilled player on this team, but there's many lessons for him to learn. And at times, he can do it all himself, uh, but a lot of times, that's not going to work just yet. Um, so that sounds like that's what uh, Richardson is trying to uh, instill in him. You know, don't try and just go rogue and be be Connor Bedard 1v5. Like, that's as spectacular as it would look if you pulled it off. You're not going to be able to do that uh, very often. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 good that Richardson is uh, is doing that. Well, I think Guys, too- I, I, have, uh, I have some sad breaking news. Okay. Uh, the Packers beat the Vikings. They did not end in a tie, so the Bears now a 0% chance at making the playoffs. Damn it. Uh, we, knew, we knew that back in September. Well, uh, <laughs> should have blown two consecutive 10 point uh double digit leads oh, that would have been nice that. that's all right hey nice. this means the bears can prevent the packers from making the playoffs next week that'd be fun um some other news that came out of dallas from our guy charlie at nbc uh sports that uh tyler johnson was seen in a walking boot leaving the arena so never there good. You go. never good to be a walking boot no, it is not good. And Windy City Hockey says just got his free shirt for the renewal of Hey-o. the Diehard membership. Thank you. Nice. He's here awesome. every game, and we appreciate that. Love um, that. Back to the Richardson quote about Bedard. That is something that it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Bedard, his whole life, has been a guy who has said, I'm going to win this game by myself. I'm going to get puck, skate puck, skate through man, skate past other man, and put puck past next man. And he Mm -hmm. was able to do it his entire life. This is the first time that Bedard has really had, you know, been been stopped in his entire career. And he's still doing really damn well, all things considered. But this is the first time he hasn't been able to do that. So when we talk about these lessons he learns, I'm so glad that Luke got specific and said, you're going behind the net trying to get the puck. I see what you're trying to do. However, when you do that, there's another player right there in front of the net uncovered, and he's going to score. Take care of your guy. Trust your teammates. And I know for Bedard right now, it's probably a little bit difficult to trust his teammates because they're not getting results. They're not winning puck battles and all those things. But his responsibility is not five skaters. He cannot handle that. Nobody can. So when he plays within his game and plays within the structure of the system, He's going to have more success. Like Luke said, you're going to get your chances. Don't cost us chances in the meantime. I like that. I think it's right. it's very clear what Luke is trying to say. Yeah, and, and you'd like to think um, that Bedard can can learn some lessons about playing within your playing within a system, playing playing off of your teammates, playing simple, so that when he does have help here in the next year or two or three, hopefully not that long, but when he does have help, those simple lessons 
he can get that down. That'll be that second nature at the NHL level to play simply so that when he has other teammates that can play closer to a level of his game, that his, his, you know, star will shine brighter because now he has that leeway to be able to do uh, some of these spectacular things because he can trust his teammates to do the right things or to be able to skate with him. So, you know, get, get the lessons in now so that down the road you pay off those dividends and, you know, you have all-star caliber years, you have MVP caliber years, like all these things that we hope and expect from him. Um, if he gets those simple things down, those basics down, um, as, as an 18 year old rookie, he'll be able to have those be second nature by the time he's, you know, legally able to drink in the U S all right. We've got some super chats. You want to knock out, but first, uh, we got to take a timeout. Uh, Mario is going to tell you about our friends, our dear friends at goose Island beer company. Yes. You know who we've always had a good time with at this uh, company is goose Island beer. They are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO. And they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. And they have a tremendous year-round roster that you can enjoy of uh, tremendous beers. They have the entire family of the Beer Hug IPAs. You got the full pocket Pilsner, the everyday beer that the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. The uh, Of course, the 312 Wheat Ales, the Golden Cans, the staple of their year-round roster. And they have tremendous seasonals. Oktoberfest, the Christmas IPA. Uh, in the summer, you got some uh, lovely shandy-style beers uh, that are available. Really great stuff from Goose Island. Uh, be sure to check them out wherever you are, but especially in the Chicagoland location. You can grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers uh, from the uh, Tap Room, Goose Island Tap Room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer, the friends of CHGO, now, then, and forever. That's right. And, uh, hey, if you uh, own a fleet of vehicles, ComEd wants you to know that it's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who live on said planet. Hell yeah. The electric grid Hell is yeah. evolving to me. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs, brother, as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of Hulkamaniacs, I mean shipping trucks, <laughs> Comet can help you guys to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners and Hulkamaniacs do, Greg? <laughs> what you gonna do when you go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help business go electric? If you own a business, don't wait, brother. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say comed.com slash clean, Chico? Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now go <laughs> go now and see how electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come and let lights shine on the 24 inch pythons brother <laughs> that's right the most electrifying <laughs> grid <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right oh, that's let's nice. get serious Come on now. This is sport we're talking about here. We can't joke around or have fun. Damn it. All right, let's get to these super chats, and then we'll get to our segments, and then we're going to go celebrate the what's left of this freaking year. Uh, $5 from yeah. Alan says, uh, so what are the thoughts on playing Phillips on his offside versus his natural side? Tonight he was on his offside. I mean, it's hard to judge from a game like this. Uh, all I know is Isaac Phillips was a minus five uh, in 1630 of ice time. Uh, what yeah. Luke has said in the past about guys playing on their offside is that he wants physically stronger defensemen to do it because they can play the puck more strongly on their backhand along the boards. So look for him to get a chance. Look for Nolan Allen to get a chance at that. Any of the bigger, so maybe Del Mastro down the road, um, they need to find somebody. If they don't draft or sign a right defenseman, um, they're going to need one of these kids to step up and figure it out. So I don't have too many thoughts on tonight from Isaac Phillips because shrug emoji. Right, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, 
it's hard to get a full scope of his performance. Um, he's played both, and for the most part this year, uh, I'd say most games for from him haven't been bad, uh, but this one was rough tonight. Yeah. So, you know, it's it again, it's uh, it's learning those those lessons at the NHL level, and I I hope that from the bumps and bruises he's going to kind of figure figure things out moving forward and and yeah i think there's a lot there with isaac phillips like there's a lot there to untap and and find a really good nhl player and i I hope he does it yeah i know we have another super chat too we need to knock out this is from test my tickles yeah test them uh 20 dollar super chat says thank you so much for the hours of entertainment in 2023 keep up the great work thank you test my tickles appreciate that thank you for the super chat I believe Test My Tickles became a diehard today too. I think nice. if I'm remembering my uh, if I'm like remembering that. my chats from 45 minutes ago. Nice. And he says he likes yes. Mario's Thank you. closet. Mario, show him your knob. <laughs> Here it is. There you go. There you go. Knob. Free yeah. knob shot for Mario. Careful. <laughs> there you go. If you're only Careful. Podcast. It's gonna get kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> show knobs. <laughs> Uh, all right. If you're, listening, uh, if you're listening to the audio only version of this, you're really confused right now. Hey, go find it on YouTube uh, and smash that like button for us while you're there. Yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll get the smash that knob. knob. Censor right. that knob, YouTube. Exactly. We'll blur that out later in post post production. Um, we've got to pay some things off. We had a poll going today. I failed to mention it because the game was eight to one, and I played like ass too. What was the biggest story of 2023? Uh, the draft lottery and Bedard, uh, the passing of Rocky Wirtz or Kane and Taze moving on. Unsurprisingly, the number one story of the year is voted by you, the CHGO <laughs> <laughs> chat participant. St. Connor. Is the Hawks winning the draft lottery and dr- selecting Connor Bedard? Yeah, we suspected that might be it. So there yeah. it is, um, which leads us nicely into Connor's Corner. In this one, Connor Bedard had an assist. He was minus three, two shots on goal, and let's see, two, three, four, five, six shot attempts. So he was active. He was active in this game for sure. Almost had a goal uh, in that first period. I can't believe that didn't trickle through. Yeah. Uh, 15.45 of ice time. So uh, better than last game, but uh, a couple defensive lapses you want to see cleaned up too. Steven, can you bring up that graphic again? Yeah, there's some there's some new there's some, uh, Easter there, eggs okay. There. I don't know what's above his head. There's, there's an like, iPad in the. It's supposed uh, to be like a Chicago Star, like a New Year's Eve type oh, thing. It, it, it looks no more. It looks like yeah, a I don't whited, know why it looks so choppy, but it, it looks like a whited like out WCW logo or something. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, and then he's got something else on his race car bed. The the little is that a remote control <laughs> helicopter? It's the it is. Star. It is. Nice. Oh, nice. He got an RC copter. And uh, Luke did not take away the iPad, so that's good. Yeah, well, you know, it's a long, it's a long, uh, long flight back to back to. Uh, or they're not going back to Chicago from Dallas. Out to New York, out to the West Coast, Definitely. East Coast. Oof. All right, and the last thing we have to do is give Mario uh, now that he's back. Oh. Uh, oh. He is once again one who's your. Oh hawk. yeah, I sure have. Oh, he's got his own helmet. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> oh, the headphones are coming off. There you go. There oh. it is. Beautiful. Does that work? Like can you hear customized... us? Like I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> you can also see you my like screen. A, That's you, you look like a customizable player from NHL twenty four. Yeah. Hell yeah. You gotta get that purple tint. That's fifteen wins for Mario. Greg has eleven. I have ten. So we got some catching up to do. That's for damn sure. I gotta tighten this thing so I can get that nice helmet line like Bedard. Oh yeah, get that big uh mark on your forehead. Yeah. From uh the the Hamlet. <laughs> Yeah, of course. All right, well, that was a long night, so we're going to call it a night. How about that? Uh, we are back on Tuesday, 6.30 pregame show. Then we got the postgame after Hawks and Preds. Hopefully that's a little more enjoyable than this one was. That's for damn sure. Um, anything you guys want to add before we wrap up uh, our final show of 2023? Uh, Just... Uh... Go ahead, Greg. Happy New Year wishes to everybody. And if you're out and about tonight, be safe. I hear Uber's free. 
I know the CTA is free, so free. Uh, be oh. smart. If you're if you're out and about, if you're listening to us, you know, at a party or at a bar, and you're going to be consuming alcoholic beverages tonight, get home safe because we got a lot more of these shows to come in years to come. So we want you to be a part of it. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, we had people in the chat today, um, tonight, saying you know, thank thanking us for everything that uh, we've done this year. Uh, people reaching out to us uh, online, of, um, you know, sharing their appreciation for what we do in many, many different ways. Um, and I just wanted to say on behalf of the three of us, like we appreciate all of you uh, for supporting us and, and hopping on the ride with us and um, enjoying this goofy little podcast that we do uh, about hockey and, um, you know, Becoming diehards, spreading the message of, uh, of of CHGO and awareness of us helps us continue to do it and to do a lot of fun things. Um, this last year has been a wild ride, um, you know, with the all the stories that we just kind of mentioned in our our YouTube poll. Um, there was a lot that went into those things happening and uh, everything in between. Um, just want to pre- send out appreciation to everybody uh, for this past 2023 year. Uh, there was, it was a, a roller coaster, and uh, at the end of the roller coaster here, we, you know, we get an eight-one turd, but we still have Connor Bedard, and the rest of the league doesn't. So that's an amazing <laughs> thing, and uh, I cannot wait to see what the calendar year of 2024 brings for us, uh, for CHGO, and for the Blackhawks, and. Yeah, uh, enjoy the uh, the evening. If you're in the Atlantic time zone, Happy New Year. If you're in the Eastern time zone, uh, Happy New Year to you in about 20 minutes. Yeah, all right. I think that pretty much covered all of it. Sure. Well done, my friend. Thank all you right. very much. Make sure you smash that like button for us on the way out as a final gesture. And if you want to log on to your favorite podcast app, make sure you're following, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. We would appreciate that as well. But that's going to do it for us. We'll be back Tuesday night for a 6.30 pregame show, Hawks and Preds. We'll talk to you then on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all silly like the mayor.